And howdy, everyone. Welcome to the commentary track for episode 20 of Dixie Senberg. I am your host. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mr. Host. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Please interrupt me, Mr. Other Host. (laughs) No, no. You finish what you were going to say. No, no, no. You introduce yourself first this time. You should go first sometime. Um, hi. I'm writer Jeffrey Bridges. And with me is... Director Seth Adam Sure. Tonight's episode, the subaqueous substratum. Tonight's episode oh, is the subaqueous substratum. A great yes. name. Thank you, thank you. I really like that title. It's one of my favorites. And it fared none too well for her efforts. I've been waiting forever for this episode to come out. Man. This episode really makes me feel wet. Yeah. But in a good way. Well, the whole second arc has had a whole lot of water stuff going on, so... Mm. And so it begins. Yes. A great turnout by uh, Renee. Yes. <clears throat> Completely fantastic. Mm. A lot of the lines that I gave her in these first opening six pages was just, like, mumbling and... Mm, mm. But, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be really hard as an actor, I would think, but... Well, actually, did a really good job. Uh, from the beginning, um, I had asked uh, her and several of the other um, actors when when they start to send me uh, sound files of like ex- uh, of expressions of like e- little efforts where they would be like trying to force something open or you know little grunts and groans and things like that. Right. Um, so I actually took some of those that she had sent in originally and popped some of those in there. Ah. In with the the ones that she sent for this specific episode. Dixie filled her lungs with as much of the remaining air as possible. And you, sir, you do such a fine, fine job in this scene. It's like all you for minutes and minutes and minutes, and you're just fantastic. And right there, that sound is a a drawer, a, like a dresser drawer being opened slowly, coupled with the sound of an oar um, slowly gliding through the water. Wow! As she as she opens the canopy door, nicely done. And then all of her lines in here are, of course, a little bit um, filtered with um, an under an underwater filter to give it some added uh, depth. And her lungs ached to the point of bursting. Very cool. Able to hold her breath no longer. But your line reads and everything here. I mean, I didn't get bored once, and it's mostly just you talking with a few sound effects. So. Kudos well, you, to you, sir. You gave me you such didn't. great lines to read. They're just, uh, I was just, you know, just chewing the scenes, it was, the, the the lines. It was, it was, uh, it was great. It was, it was a great bit of of, of acting that you gave me. Please, thank you. Please send more. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unusual. We haven't, we've never had a scene like that before, where it was mostly just announcer and not dialogue. Well, you always try to, to even in this episode where there, or even in this series where there is an announcer, you try to do as as little announcer as possible. You try to make it more uh, character driven and 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 uh, more driven within the characters themselves. Um, so this was an interesting uh, glance away from that for you. Yeah. It, well, it was a, a really different way of thinking about writing Dixie and stuff, too, because... Uh, but I was like, there was no other way I could have done that scene with her underwater by herself. I mean, she can't talk to herself because she's underwater. There's no one else there. There's no other way to get that across. I don't think I could do a scene like that in another show right. without there being some method of, you know, dialogue between characters. So 
it was something that was really unique to to Dixie, and uh, I think it worked really really well. I wasn't sure how it would come out, but I I really like it. I'm really 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 pleased with the the efforts on uh, from everyone. Her eyes snapped open. Goosebumps flew across her skin like fire. The uh, the bubbling is um, actually I believe it's the bubbling that comes from a water cooler. You know, I had been thinking that some of those water cooler bubbles might be perfect for the scene, so I guess I wasn't far off. <laughs> Great minds. The entire base was sinking. Had she destroyed it? I was also worried that the the tempo and the speed that I was doing on these line reads was maybe a little bit too long. That it would, mm-hmm. you know, that people might be going, hmm, let's see if I can hold my breath throughout the entire, you know, the entire uh, narrator part. To, um, to kind of do it in a in a real world setting, but I think I think. Well, I don't think time passes for Dixie the same way that it does for the listener. Right. I mean, he's talking about all these things that are flying through her head, and obviously that's going to happen in like a split second. But you can't communicate that as fast. So. Right. Her fingers grasped the handpiece, and she could only pray it would work under the water. Taking aim at the hatch, she fired. And that's the the same uh, the same ray gun noise as the as she did um, back in Germany, just filtered for underwater. Excellent. Hooray continuity. And where she breaks the surface, everything comes up clear. Yay for sounding like you were actually holding your breath for way too long, Renee. Yes, excellent job. Her fingers clutched the metal grating of the wall. And she hauled herself to her all too weak bare feet. Unfortunately, I didn't have any sound effects of bare footsteps on metal. They didn't seem to have any of those available. So I used um, sneakers. That was the closest thing I could find to to any type of feet on metal. For all she was worth. I bet if you'd not told anyone, they wouldn't know. Oops. But she would not give up. Her arms felt like rubber. Her legs were about to give out. And as you can hear, the the water behind me, um, as I'm reading, is actually getting louder. To sound like it's getting closer. Very nice. Water poured through the door into the base. And you know, I found the scene to be incredibly tense. And you know, I wrote it, but the way that you put it all together, the tension, I mean, it was really good. Really, 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 really good. Why, thank you. And another scene where I felt that no music was better. Yes, absolutely. Very good choice. Her body and mind shut down, and she fell to the deck. Collapse. If you notice, I added a little bit of uh, a sound effect back there of, like, water sloshing. And now, a word from our sponsor, Luscious Umket Potato Juice. Ew! <laughs> what what was the basis for this commercial? It was a juice commercial. I think it was actually grape juice. <laughs> but I couldn't let it be something so benign, so... Ah, the triplets. Now just hold on a minute. Oh, yes, that's right. They said portly. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Zaracor. that you enjoy apple pie. Well, why would I keep a secret of something that ain't no secret? I couldn't have said it better myself. And may I just say that I'm glad it's you who's on a reducing diet and not me. I am. The reducing diet, also right from the commercial. tempting foods that tempt me. No, it isn't so hard. After all, you can follow the easy weekend approach. You just sound like you could sell anything, and you do. 
<laughs> Considering that Umket makes everything, you do a great job in selling everything. Was that a part of the original as well, the EUA? No. no. There, was, there was something else in there about, um, I can't remember what company it was now. I think it might have been Welch's Grape Juice. Uh-huh. And that it was like the, the, the Welch's approach to, to reducing, you know, reducing diets to lose weight or whatever. And, but I decided to change it to uh, Easy Umket approach simply so that I could get the sound. <laughs> you just wanted to make that sound once in a, in a, in a show, didn't you? Oh, I like getting the uh, as many weird sounds as I can in there. We, you know, chlorumpt and and <laughs> yeah. So chlorumpt is still one of my, and I still can't pronounce it correctly. Chlorumpt. I have to get that chlorumpt part. Yeah. yeah, still one of my favorites. Actually, the actual um, original commercial too. They were advocating drinking like several glasses of this grape juice every day like in place of a meal and it would help you lose weight <laughs> kind of like slim fast <laughs> i guess but it was just plain old grape juice and hmm. i don't know just regular not like prune juice or any of those juices no it was just grape juice like could have had a v8 could have had a welch's grape juice those old-timey commercials they're just wacky 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 they're so old-timey I was also wondering if the uh, here at the at the at the end of the commercial and also at the end of the the episode when he pours the drinks and takes a sip, I was wondering if that was a little bit too long. I could have I could have shortened that putting putting in the 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 pouring of the drink into the glass behind uh, uh, the 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 previous line read before it. Um, ah, I see what you're saying. But I didn't, I, I didn't fix that or anything. I just left it the way it was. Right here. It just seemed to me to be just a, a slightly, maybe a little long. Hmm. Maybe he just, he just wants a really big glass. <laughs> I agree with him though. It sounds like a terrible juice. <laughs> Yes, it does, and that's what makes it funny. As she awakens on the cold steel floor of the submerged And once again, the uh, the water sloshing. And this this bell is um, for those of you who who go to school regularly is a is a elementary school bell, bringing you to class. This actually. Um, now that Dixie's on the Scarbase, I mean, that's like a, a big turning point in the arc because uh, she's going to be there for a while. Right. At least the next uh, several episodes. Yes, yes. The the episodes that I have completed already contain her in the, in the, in the SCA bars. Bar, bars? Base. Yeah, I think actually through the end of the arc because I'll be writing... What, 24 is next, right? Didn't I already right. sent out 23? So, yeah, that's... Yeah. I think 24 will be the uh, end of the arc, possibly 25, uh, but one of those two is going to end it, so... And that'll be um, the end of the season? Yeah, well, Dixie, yeah, in as much as Dixie has these, but that'll be the end of the second story arc, and so then, after that, uh, we'll jump up to the third one. There'll be another time jump again, too. Ah, David Alton, Philip Weber, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, as the ambiguously gay duo... I'm sorry, That's the Scar Troopers. Scar Troopers, yeah. Best comedy team in all of Pendant. Woohoo! 
and rightly deserved. I tried to find a uh, piece of music that was fitting in both the, the comedic elements and the, the somewhat action-y elements to come up next. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I, I think I did well on that. Philip always sends me these little German laughs of his that are just, they're too good to not put in. <laughs> Never. It's all about the bunt. Mm, bunt. That just hit me at the spur of the moment, right when I was writing that scene. I was like, well, if one of them, why can't the other one just be the reverse? You know? Right. So. That wor- it worked well, and also his delivery of that, it's almost an aside. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It, it was a very good delivery. Now, this sound of the blast door is one of those metal doors that, like, shopkeepers have on, on in, like, in big cities. Instead of, like, a, a metal gate that they, that they push sideways, they have these big, you know, those metal doors that right. they bring, you know, top to bottom. That's one of those. Nice place you got here, Bill. Sounding like she's talking through the door. I love the other side of a door, other side of a wall sounds. You know, when you can get them really good, it, I think it adds a lot of depth to the scene. <laughs> Why, thank you. And they holster their weapons. What's that, Bill? You say you don't want the place shot up? Huh. And here I brought Volker's ray gun with me and everything. You did not. Oh, no. Through the door. Curse you, <laughs> I added that uh, that sound effects there of, of Billingsley banging on the door. Very nice. But how? We can get to the blast shield. Yeah, it's part of the base defenses and everything. He says that a lot. The second Scar Trooper. And everything. And everything. Yeah, everything is and everything. <laughs> Ah, uh, and Billingsley, you go out around that blast door. Boy, that's going to take him a while. <laughs> and the rotary phone. Love the rotary phone. A call was about to arrive. Father, answer the phone. Jin? But we are playing the game, Jin? I was just, you know, Jin. Well, just, you know, because you can, I mean, you can drink it and play it. Yeah. Besides, it's more bizarre. I mean, poker... Doesn't seem as funny to me. Jin, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, and it does kind of open you up for more both both game and drink questions. Uh, exactly. Comedic parts, not just questions. I believe it will be um, episode 23 that our new Rat of Peltzer, uh, Mike Winters, will be will be involved. Um, for now, it's still. It. Yes, he's doing. He does a really, really good uh, impression, I guess you would say, of our original Peltzer. I love that that Zeta Squad is just hanging out playing cards, and Nebulon's just in the room with them for no reason, just like hanging out with them like they're friends. Well, I had this idea that she was on on like a. a, a for want of a better term, a slab in the back of the room. Like, that was partly, like, where the, the troopers were working on her 
and ah. partly where's data square. It was like a common area, not really their quarters. I see. I or see. like uh, their, you know, like a, a, both a quarters and common area type mm-hmm. of deal. It was, I was kind of being a little ambiguous there. Um, but I kind of got the the idea that it was the same room that also, like, further on down the room held the, like, the ovens where the Scar Troopers uh, cook, <laughs> cooked their buns. Yes. Well, so you put a lot more thought into it than I do. It was more a dig at myself for writing the scene where Nebulon's just hanging out in the room with them for no reason. <laughs> I kind of made it a, a multi-purpose room. It's good. It's a multi-purpose. Maybe it's a rec room. Hopefully they won't use it to wreck anybody. But I'm fine. He just sounds way too happy about skinning people. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to get into uh, a little bit uh, more depth with um, Peltzer from Zeta Squad. I'm going to be doing that with uh, Ursula and Walther and stuff uh, a little bit. I don't know. Probably that'll happen in the next arc, because there's not a lot of time left in, you know, just wrapping up the end of the arc now, but I'm going to be delving into them a little more, too, so. But that's one of the great things about your writing, is that even if it takes, you know, a few episodes or so, you'll still be able to get every single character, you're able to give them a good significant amount of screen time, or audio time, or whatever you want to call it. Ah, well, well, thank you. I, I certainly make an effort, and um, I mean, even a lot of... Even Nev, up to this point, has had a few significant moments. Yeah, I'm, and I want to, uh, I'm going to delve into the, the Zeta Squad a little more, so we can learn more about them and Billingsley, and um, then I want to get more in depth again back on the battalion because there's a lot of more information about them that's not out there yet, and so I want to make sure that uh, we get that out because there's lots of good stuff there. So there'll be a lot more with them coming up. You can learn more about their pasts and Ooh. things like that. Yeah. Some of those lines are just like freckles on a nose. <laughs> like freckles on a nose. And those are just several like wacky sci-fi sounds that I pulled out of, out of perfect somewhere. They're just like, okay, that's Volker's lab. Right. right it should it should sound like you know a mad scientist's lab from like a 1940s B movie. You know. Mm-hmm. That's 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 pretty much what I had in mind when I went looking yep. for for effects. Perfect. Ah, Volker, always surprised when he <laughs> does something useful. Me? What did I ever do? And even though she's been underwater for far too long, she still sounds like she could beat him up with one finger. <laughs> if you remember even back, I think it was in episode 12, when Dixie first gets the ray gun, he's surprised it even works. Yeah, actually. He's continually surprised by it. Yeah. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. The uh, the sound effect for the gun warming up was a, a sci-fi hooting sound with, uh, coupled with um, I used a couple of sounds from like an automatic camera, um, the insides of an automatic camera being set. Good for whirring and clicking, I would imagine. Yes, absolutely. The same sounds I used um, when Freudenberg was working on the robot back in season one. They're very good for that. Old like 45 millimeter cameras. Yeah. And automatic cameras. No, absolutely, yeah. Now, thinking about it, yeah, you're right. They would be perfect. Man, it's getting hard to write those buttons. <sighs> Calamnious calumniators? Man, that yeah, but one... it, it works. It works. <laughs> it worked well. I know, it's just, it's hard trying to find, 
you know, uh, very uncommon big words that mean what I want them to. <laughs> you may have to reuse a couple. I haven't yet, I don't think. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. I should probably make a big list to make sure I don't love all of them so I don't uh, reuse anything. You have all the scripts, right? I know. Right? Yes. I'm okay, just saying I should, I should list them all out. So yes, you should. For quick reference. I'll put them on, on a the... T-shirt or something, you know. Exactly. Yes, we need more. <laughs> we need more Dixie Stenberg T-shirts. One quote. All of those on them. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Just one shirt per quote, or one That'd quote per shirt. Well, yeah. More. More to. Okay, maybe not such a good idea. Although walking around with a shirt that said "feeble-minded filibusters" on it would get you some pretty good looks. I'm saying we should take the best of them, and and do so, like definitely feeble-minded filibusters. <laughs> oh, his line here is great. No battalion. <laughs> He's so perturbed. <laughs> no brass. No brass. Don't give him more ideas. You know, Corny, he's got like this weird um, combination of a very respectable southern gentleman and kind of a lecherous old man, <laughs> like smushed together. It works for him. One of these days I want a poster saying that. That and the Charlie Scalzetti one. Right, I briefly contemplated um, temporarily renaming the show to that for like episode 15, I think it was, that <laughs> other side of the fence episode, yes. but I didn't I didn't have time to redo all the logos and everything just for one month, you know, so. I could still use that, that, that one uh, Sousa track that I keep using for the right, enemy the, theme. the evil music Yeah, which is, called, which is known as, um, the, the Sousa title for it is The Dark East Temptation. That's, that's their theme, so of course it, it would... It would be be perfect for a main theme. If you should ever decide to use it in the future, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, duly noted. <laughs> I'm prepared. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. You know, Friedman, us not being in an episode... <laughs> and he, again, Pete does a great job with these reads. Prepare the fuel lines. Inflate the tires. And Those of course, are insanely fun to come up with. My, my, my favorite, that, that double innuendo. Chassis. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, they are, they're always able to send me kissing noises that are exactly the same length for both of them. <laughs> so I get them. I don't have to like edit them at all. Ooh, a new character. <laughs> well, she got mad at me for so many episodes. I figured it was only fair she got a shot in. <laughs> Did it hurt? A little bit. But I liked it. <laughs> Walter likes everything, as you may have noticed. I'm, I'm wondering if we're ever going to find something he doesn't like. Oh, I'm sure that'll pop up eventually. Maybe the beast? No, no. Mm. <clears throat> anyway, um, oh, what yeah. ever happened to that beast? Anyway, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. 
Well, well there was that scale. Yes, they see that they, in this episode, so. That Volcor tried to pawn off his nothing. <laughs> yeah. His laughs just scare me sometimes. Oh, really? Do you think so? Keep them up, Phil. Keep them up. Julie Goldstein as the robot. So much water in this episode, it makes my motor rush just to think about it. She wasn't hermetically sealed in everything. You are not waterproof. Now there is some laughing that really scares me. <laughs> yeah. My delicious kids. Kristen Bays as the Umket triplets. Remember, folks. I'm not sure exactly uh, when um, Uncle Umket's going to show up, but he is going to show up. In oh, person. he is! Ooh. Yes, but I don't know when. It might be in the third arc, or it might be much later down the line. I haven't figured that out yet. But I know his character, and he's going to show up, and he's a hoot and a holler. <laughs> oh! Joy! More casting calls! Ew. No, it's ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah! That's better. Thank you. I need practice on that. I need to drink more EUA. That just sounds so rude. <laughs> Catchy, though. Mmm. <laughs> well, that's really terrible. Stay safe, America, and good night. There's something else here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Freddy and I, a match made in heaven. Just had to give that a few more <laughs> brief moments of peace for Volker. An extra Volker outtake for the end? Well, yes. that never happens. <laughs> All right, well, I suppose we'll see you back here next month, folks. Uh, I suppose for episode 21. 21 and on. And on. And on. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.